0: Hi, everyone. This is Robin McCauley, and you are tuned in and listening to Thunder Underground. Keep your rock hard. Keep your rock heavy.
1: Welcome to episode 369 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here, as always, and this week's another great one because Robin McCauley is back on the podcast. Robin's been here a couple times before. This time he's here because he's got a great new solo album called Alive coming out next week. So you got to be on the lookout for this one coming very soon. Great stuff. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to talk to Robin. We're going to talk about a recent concert from Tom Kiefer to celebrate the birthday of the one and only Doug Burgess. All that coming up here very shortly. But first, I need to let you know who we're sponsored by. And that would be DEB Concerts, a promoter based right here in Tulsa that has brought... Tons of great acts to this area, such as Last in Line, Buck Cherry, Great White, Lita Ford, Visto Blanco, Saxon. The list is great and long. They also started booking shows at the BOK Center, the arena here in Tulsa, brought in acts like Megadeth, Lame of God, Poison, Tom Kiefer, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and that list continues to grow, as well as the fact that they book the Roadhouse stage every year at Rocklahoma. This year will be no different. The Rock, Oklahoma lineup announcement should be coming here in the coming weeks. Of course, we'll talk about it here like we always do. Probably have Doug Burgess back on at some point, like we do every year, to talk about his stage at Rock, Oklahoma. But until then, hit up their socials: DB Concerts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. DBConcerts.com is the website. Keep up to date on all upcoming stuff, and of course, we'll keep you up to date here as well. Sunset Tattoo is a tattoo shop located in Midtown Tulsa. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed and they are mother approved. 25 plus years of experience from Jason Thompson and his crew. If you check out the socials, Facebook and Instagram are both Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. There's tons of photos on there from their work throughout the years. All different styles. I had a tattoo done by Jason a while back. I had a Cover-up actually done that I'm very happy with. I know many other people that have had work by him as well. You need to give a call or a message to set up a time to get in there to talk about what work you're looking to have done. They also accept walk-ins, so go by, hit up Sunset Tattoo, and tell them you heard about him right here on Thunder Underground. Finally, we've got Med Farm a Dispensary located in Broken air Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51, right off the highway. They've got a drive-through, so if you message or call ahead. You can zip right through that drive through and be on your way. You can also look up their entire selection on Leafly.com before you head in. Or just head in because they've got a ton of knowledgeable staff on hand to help you out with whatever you need. Hit them up on their socials because they're always running specials. Facebook, MedFarm, that's P-H-A-R-M. Instagram is MedFarmOK. And the website is MedFarmOK.com. If you tell them you heard about them on Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order. On top of all of that, they are cannabis with a cause. Thirty percent of their proceeds at all times are going to build no kill animal shelters. So, hit up Med Farm wherever you're at. It's worth the drive just for that thirty percent going to no kill animal shelters part of this whole thing alone. So, hit up Med Farm and tell them you heard about them on Thunder Ground. All right. So recently, well, first off, this past or this week, a couple of days ago, or. I guess at this point, three or four days ago, Def McKagan and Axl Rose both celebrated birthdays. And I mention that because Guns N' Roses has been my favorite band since I was young. And as we all know, Slash is the guitarist of Guns N' Roses. And Slash has his solo work, which is Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And one of the Conspirators is Todd Kearns. He was on this podcast last week There's a very roundabout way of saying Check out that episode if you have not yet It's a very cool one, a fun one Just like this one with Robin coming up But of course, speaking of birthdays Doug Burgess, who runs DEB Concerts That we just talked about there Has been a long-running sponsor of this podcast As well as long-running promoter here in Tulsa Bringing all kinds of kick-ass stuff here Tulsa area. And so for his 60th birthday, he decided to bring Tom Kiefer to Tulsa, but he footed the bill and then made it a free event. I mean, how many people say, hey, it's my birthday. Let me spend a shitload of money to throw a party and bring in a great, you know, a great band that a lot of people like? So basically, he's like throwing a party for everybody else, which is kind of brilliant, you know, because. I mean, you hear Doug's name a lot here, or if you're in the Tulsa area. But like Doug mentioned at the party, he's not one of those guys that likes attention, which sounds, you know, odd if you say, hey, someone threw their own birthday party. But in the grand scheme of things, like I just said, this guy's always bringing in music. He's doing it because he loves it, and he knows a lot of other people love it as well. And hey, like Eddie Trunk showed up for his birthday party, and this wasn't even part of the event. This guy deserved... A massive party and one happened. And he had a lot of help from Denise Dossing and Rebecca Segura, who both basically set this place up, designed what was happening and everything. You know, they had the the ballroom at the convention center in downtown Tulsa, the Cock Convention Center. One of the ballrooms was completely decked out. They had stand up cardboard cutouts of Doug, all kinds of decorations. Doug's daughter was there doing a live painting of Peter Chris, which was exceptional. As Doug noted, Peter Chris is his favorite musician. I mean it was probably a good four four foot tall canvas painting that she was doing. All this great stuff, and then of course Luke Nagel and some other people out there helping put on the show itself, bring everything together, and then Tom Kiefer was there. And, you know, I've spoken throughout the history of the nearly eight years of this podcast. Many times spoken about Tom Kiefer throughout the past eight years when I've seen him live and then many times before that. Huge fan of Cinderella growing up. Seen this band countless times. Well, not countless times, but a bunch of times. The late 90s, early 2000s, they did you know two or three tours with, or at least a couple tours with Poison, doing outdoor amphitheaters. I know they did a Rock Never Stops tour in there, did their own stuff. And then once, you know, I saw him at Rocklahoma, I think I saw him at another, that might have been at Rockin' America, I'm not positive, but then, you know, since that ended and Tom Kiefer started his solo band, the Tom Kiefer Band, and put out his great first album, Rise, I've seen him several times in this solo formation as well. One of the great things about Tom Kiefer Live that I love is that as a... Solo artist, many, you know, many solo artists or many artists, you know, that have a catalog of extremely well-known music from another project, like Tom Kiefer does with Cinderella. They'll go out and perform live. The whole show will be, you know, the songs you know from their past, and then maybe, if you're lucky, one song from the newer stuff or the solo albums or whatever. But Tom Kiefer doesn't do that. He... You know, this solo now been out several years and he mixes in several. Let me think there's three here. I pulled up a set list. three, four, five five five. Five songs from his solo album that, you know, isn't something that just came out that someone's trying to promote, which is usually what happens. He's been continually doing this because this is the Tom Kiefer band and I appreciate the hell out of that. You know, because you see, like I just said, You know, take, for instance, I'm not going to go into a Vince Neal rant at all, I promise. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I've done that many, many times. But outside of all the other factors of Vince Neal Live, if you see a Vince Neal Live solo show, you'll be lucky if you hear a Vince Neal solo song. And the guy has some good solo songs. So, you know, Sebastian Bach, you know, is another one. But I know he throws in a couple. I'm not going to... Ramble about that. The point is, Tom Kiefer, the band, sounds exceptional. Tony Higbee, guitarist in the band with him. Hey, former member of Damon Johnson of Brother Kane's solo band. Damon Johnson's been on this podcast six times. Tony Higbee has not been on this podcast, though, so maybe it's time that we get him on here. But, you know, Tom Kiefer and the, the band hit most all the... The hits as they as you would expect. I think really the only kind of bigger bigger Cinderella song they didn't hit might have been Heartbreak Station. But they hit Night Songs, Coming Home, Nobody's Fool, Bad Seamstress Blues Falling Apart at the Seams. Well, technically they didn't play Bad Seamstress Blues, that's the intro. So they played Falling Apart at the Seams, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, Shake Me, Shelter Me and Gypsy Road. Well, I guess, yeah, The Last Mile was another big hit. So, anyway, there's, of course, a million things you could say, but I just appreciate the fact that this band is consistent. Tom Kiefer famously has blown out his voice a couple times, and here he is now 30, we're now 37 years removed from their debut album. So, at least 40-plus years of Him fronting a band, and he still sounds exceptional live, which is just unbelievable to me. The whole band sounded great. Kick-ass from start to finish. So a huge thank you from myself, and I assume on behalf of pretty much anyone that was there, to Doug Burgess for bringing this in, throwing a party for pretty much everybody for his birthday. So there you go. D.E.B. Concerts. Love you, Doug. All right. Speaking of live shows, coming up in just a few days here, less than a week, Valentine's Day. What better Valentine's Day gift could you give your loved one In, if you're in the Oklahoma area or surrounding area, if you're in, you know, North Texas, whatever, in Oklahoma City, Valentine's Night, the Anthrax Black Liberal Society Exodus Tour is coming to the Diamond Ballroom. I'm not sure if I'll be there. I have a flight that comes back into Tulsa on that afternoon. So I'm going to try to make it, but I can't guarantee it. But if you're out there and you see me say what's up, I mean, that's one hell of a package right there. Three great live bands. Great to see Exodus out on a tour like this. Anthrax is one of my all-time favorite bands. Zach Wilde's one of my all-time favorite musicians. So, hey, and of course, with all the recent news, you know, right there you've got, quote unquote, half of Pantera on this tour as well. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, other live shows just recently, probably about a week, week, maybe two weeks ago, they announced this tour for later this fall, I think maybe September, which features Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, Ministry, and Filter. I mean, that's one hell of a lineup right there. And then on top of that, Ministry announced that they're touring with Gary Newman and Frontline Assembly opening up. So, Ministry is pretty much packed full if you see their dates. You know, from like, I think it's like late spring through fall. Very cool to see. I've only seen Ministry a couple of times. Absolutely hope to be able to catch one of those shows. Duran Duran also recently announced. A tour closest that's coming to me is Dallas, but it's hitting all over the place. Tons of other tours have been announced. I talked about a few in the last couple episodes, but you know, we're at that time of year. January, February is whenever a lot of this stuff gets announced nowadays. But so, yeah, check out all that stuff. Let's jump into some talk about Robin McCauley. Like I mentioned, Robin McCauley has been on here a couple times before. One of the times I want to talk about real quick he's been on here, this is his third time on here. He was on episode two fifty-five, and that was while he was recording his last solo album. Two and a half years ago. And then in late twenty twenty, October twenty twenty was whenever Eddie Van Halen passed away. And we put together I say we Jason was still here at the time. We put together our longest episode that you know, has ever been on this podcast, It, I believe it was like three hours and 40-something minutes, maybe. The episode featured 14 guests talking about Eddie Van Halen. That's why it was so long. I mean, tried to keep them all between, you know, they all ranged between five to 20 minutes. You know, each expert excerpt from the different musicians, but along with Robin McCauley, that episode featured Mark Slaughter. Mitch Perry, you know, who's a guitarist who's been around playing as long as Eddie Van Halen had. You know, he played with Steeler, Michael Shanker, Cher, even Survivor. That episode also featured Mike Spreitzer of Devil Driver, Paige Hamilton of Helmet, Eddie Valise of King, Frank Hannon of Tesla. Chris Heinlein of the Midnight Devils, Mike Ariza of Healing the Fray, C.J. McClellan, one of my friends here in Tulsa, of the band Grind, and he has a fourth. He has a new band coming out very soon that we should be talking about once they get that announced. Which, from everything I've heard, I mean I haven't heard any music, but what I've heard about the band lineup sounds like it should be exceptional. But yeah, check out that episode. That's episode 292. Phenomenal. I mean, it's my most, the biggest accomplishment, I think, as far as episodes go on this podcast. I mean, we've had huge guests throughout the years, like Gene Simmons or Dee Snyder or Glenn Hughes or whatever, but that episode, just putting it together and making it happen with that many guests, that was probably my favorite thing to put together, even though obviously, like anyone, I wish that I had not had to put it together. I wish we still had some Eddie Van Halen in this world, but we technically do because we've got all that music that's going to live forever, right? So back to Robin McCauley. His brand new album called Alive comes out next Friday. I don't know how to put this without going overboard, but this album fucking slams. You can go on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you stream or check out music and check out I believe three singles are out now. The title track Alive came out probably a month, month and a half ago. A couple months ago now. Then the song Feels Like Hell came out I believe right maybe the day or the day before I recorded this with Robin a couple weeks ago. And that song is just I talk about it here in the interview but that song is just unbelievably heavy for Robin McCauley. It's just not, I mean, his music's always been heavy but just heavy to another level like it's hard to explain without hearing it but just the guitars the rhythm section everything and then the growls come in it's just if you had heard it without knowing who it was Robin McCauley is not who you would guess but the album just straight through is a banger it's got a couple ballads on it that are just exceptional and then just I didn't I don't have it pulled up but I think there's I think there's 12 songs on it but just slam straight through. So this is one that you absolutely need to check out. I can't imagine that if you like hard rock, you're not going to love this album. Robin McCauley has been doing this for a long ass time. We all know him from the McCauley Shanker group days. I remember whenever I was a kid, I was like, I would have been, I guess 12 at the time. Whenever any time came out, the second, it was on the second album. You know, they had other hits like Gimme Your Love and everything that I but I believe Anytime was the only song I remember in Tulsa, Oklahoma getting played a lot on the radio. I didn't have MTV at the time, so I didn't get to learn about all this other stuff. But not long after that I got the album and learned about the rest of the stuff. And it's just been one of those those guys that I've loved ever since and Michael Shanker put together Michael Shanker Fest here. The first year they did this, I think, was 2016. Where he brought back the vocalist who had sung with him throughout the years. So on the Michael Schenker Fest tour, he had like four vocalists with him. And Robin McCauley was one of them. And then since then, Robin McCauley has worked with Michael Schenker on and off. They recorded a Michael Schenker Fest album. There's all kinds of... You know, great stuff out there. You pull up YouTube, you can find all kinds of great live stuff. Of course, Robin has a solo I'm Standing on the Edge that came out a couple years ago. And then on top of all that, he's got this band Black Swan, which we didn't talk about much in this episode, just a little bit. But in episode 255, there's a ton of talk about it. Robin McCauley, of course, is a singer, Jeff Pilson on bass, Matt Starr on drums. And one of my favorite guitarists of all time, Reb Beach on guitar. And that's just one of those super groups that totally lives up to the hype that you see when you look at the four names together and think, This should be good. And then half the time super groups don't turn out as awesome as they you know you think they will, but this one definitely did. Jeff Pilson produced the first couple albums. And as Robin talks about here in this upcoming episode, maybe we'll see some more. So let's get into this and hear what Robin has to say about his new solo album and a lot of other stuff. Here's Robin McCauley. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were still in Puerto Vallarta.
0: You know, I came home, uh, we went in Monday, did the show Tuesday, back home really late Wednesday because of flight delays. You okay. know, it never rains in California, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Well, it was like 30 yeah, right. degrees here today.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too cold for me. Yes, yeah. it's probably about 40 here right now. And oh, it's, okay. it's, it's miserable and it's damp and it's something we're not used to. We, you know, we're, not, we're, <laughs> right. not, we're not good with this. <laughs> we're just, we're wimps. We're not just, right. yeah, it's cold. It's oh, 60 degrees. So that's cold. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last in line, right up there, Andrew Freeman. Yeah. I was just yeah. with him in Port of IART, actually. Oh, yeah. And Phil Suzanne.
1: Oh, wow. We,
0: we just did this uh, all star sort of a corporate thing. okay those guys were down there with me with paul shortino and brent fitz that sings with todd kearns and yeah it was good good a good time
1: so it was like a corporate event
0: corporate event we do them we do them every so often um called uh let it rock it's just a a bunch of guys we worked together in vegas when we did the rock ball show and we do other stuff i'm also part of another thing called uh icons of rock okay classic rock show with survivor guys Santana guys that sort of stuff it's cool cool okay yeah, get you out of the house <laughs> right
1: <laughs> just kind of jumping into the the new album I yeah. mean you've the single alive's been out here a few weeks and you just released the new single today like what made you decide that alive the title track was the perfect leadoff single I mean ah. I think it is it's a it's a huge song I love it but thank you your thoughts on it yeah
0: it just it you know when I wrote it um and uh when i got the music and i started working on it i i it was one of the first tracks that i actually worked on if not the first track and right at the get go i i thought oh, man this is just has a good feel to it love the way i structured the chorus it's just it's energized it's powerful it feels alive but the the title seemed really appropriate to me and i structured everything else kind of around that as i I went on into the rest of the album and um, I wrote to Alessandro who produced it. And I went, I think this is the lead off track. And I also think it's the title track of the record. And he goes, I couldn't agree more. It's just, it fits and everything else fits right behind it. So that was really it. It's very positive. You know, it deals a lot with the topical stuff, but, you know, through the through the mud and the grime, we can, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Basically, that's really resilience. That's really what it's about, you know.
1: Right? Yeah. Was it written? I uh, was it written during the pandemic? Was it like oh. something to do with COVID, or is it just no?
0: It's know? right now. Everything, okay. everything on the album was only done in the last few months. I was supposed to submit this um, whole record finished uh, in June, but I was in Europe touring with with Michael Schenker, right. and the whole thing got extended. And I actually bumped into Alessandro in Sweden and I went, dude, I'm late with this. And he goes, I know, I know, but I'm late with my stuff too. So if I'm late or if you're late, I'm late because I'm producing the stupid thing. Right. (laughs) And So we worked out a plan and I came back in and it was, Oh my God, I don't think they got it till middle of August, September or something. (laughs) So I had to come back in and, and really knuckle down and they sent me all of the music. And I sifted through a barrel of songs and came down to 12 and started demoing and writing. And Alive, I think, was one of the first tracks that that I wrote. And we worked it out from there and put the artwork together. And, and here we are, second <laughs> single in today, uh, Friday the 13th, Feels Like Hell. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did
1: that just happen to... Happened to time out that way perfectly. You know,
0: they, 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 the label were listening to the stuff and they were going, "Well, we're thinking about maybe endless mile as a single." And we're thinking about this, and they're going, "But we really, really one feels like hell." And then suddenly, they realized, "Oh, it's right at the thirteenth. Couldn't happen <laughs> better." And it was just purely how the whole thing just fell. It wasn't. It wasn't predetermined. It was just, "Hey, guess what?" I woke up morning myself going. Hey, it's right at the 13th of the single is called feel like hell and people are going dude you planned this and i went i actually didn't <laughs> yeah so there's a reason for everything you know yeah. the gods, the gods.
1: <laughs> right. well i mean this album as a whole is heavier than a lot of your stuff and like especially feel like hell whenever you whenever you hear the beginning of it i mean the first time i heard it i'm like this doesn't even sound like a robin mccauley song to me it's so yeah. heavy, like with the growls and stuff in there.
0: And I wanted to do that, and and yeah. and, and and I brought my son Casey in because I went, I, I want to create this sort of <clears throat> at the beginning of it, and and those chords just were telling me you have to do this, you know. And it's all about uh, you know witches and debauchery and and fighting with your alter ego. You know, going with your gut and your gut's going, you know, you don't want to do what I'm suggesting. And that's really what it is. I'm, the whole video is me fighting with myself when I am going, no, dude, this is the way to do it. And it, it always turns out wrong. And, you know, <laughs> you're, you're fighting your demons kind of thing. And we shot the video really, really late night uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, um, freezing Right before Christmas, and the guys are going. I'll always remember this is the Christmas single. <laughs> well, I went. This is not a Christmas song. Right. <laughs> um, and of course, we were blessed with with you know the props. You're working a Hollywood Boulevard. We didn't have to bring anything. It was just me, a change of clothes, uh, and one. The video director with the camera, one camera following me everywhere. We picked the little alleys. We couldn't have asked for anything better. The lighting was perfect. We had wow. ready-made paramedics up and down the street, up and down the Hollywood Boulevard. Right. And you know, one of the prop guys was going, you couldn't pay for this shit, dude. And I'm going, no, <laughs> you, really, you really couldn't. I mean, there was so much more. There were fire engines up and down. And I thought, if we put all of this stuff, they'll think they're on a Paramount movie set or right here or something. But it wasn't, it was all real life. And then this this great dog comes into the set. And we're going, you gotta get that dog. You know, so the whole thing had that sort of eh, feel about it. And <laughs> melodically it's almost got a little sort of a poppy punky kind of a Susie and the Benji's kind of a thing, oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was like a double stack of vocal to, to to make that that sound. And we had a blast doing it. We had an absolute blast. And yeah, I hope everybody likes it as much as I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's the best I can ask for, you know. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, both these singles are great and had a chance to listen to the full album. And I, I know most people don't want to ask, like, what, what's your favorite songs on the album? Because they're all like, you love them all, I'm sure. But like, <laughs> what are some standout tracks to you? I really dug Fading Away and Bless Me Father.
0: Oh, my God. Everybody's <laughs> picking that. It's really fun. I mean, I love the title track. Yeah. I, I, "Bless Me, Father," I thought for sure would be picked as a single. It's one of my one of my favorites. Um, I love "Endless Mile." It's got that yeah. other little twist to it. Um, you know, sometimes I have to stand back and go. You know, I'm so close to this, right? Somebody else has to put their 10 cents in here so that I don't, you know, you know, climb up my own butt here. You know? <laughs> um, and of course, uh, I think Endless Mile was, was, was put forward as the next single. And then they said, or the ballad. What do you think? And I'm going, well, people are always kind of pigeonhole me with the power ballad, they want to hear the power ballad. They're going, where's the ballad? Right. <laughs> and so, and so the ballad won the day, the ballad will get dropped with, with the, uh, with the, the drop of the album on, on February 17th. And I think maybe Endless Mile will be what they call the focus track. There's always a focus track that whenever they're putting out, you'll hear it come down. So oh, okay. I'm pretty happy about that. So, you know, you never know, Trent, how it's going to go. you just, you throw it at the wall, it sticks, it doesn't stick, right? Right. And what what do you got? What do you do? You know, we made the record. Uh, we wanted a heavier edge to it, keep it modern, keep the melodies. My my only interest was it has to be heavier than standing on the edge because I didn't really know what to do on that record. So I collaborated with people from my past bands and groups so that I could get a semblance for people listening to a <sighs> Solar record. I didn't <laughs> think anybody would be at all interested. We had a, such a great response to it, and I went okay. Now we need to move forward and give this a little, give this a little, a little, a little more welly, a little more bottom end here, a little more aggression. Andrea Caveso is just killing it on guitar yet again. I yes. just love that kid. Uh, Nicholas Papapico plays drums like he did on Standing on the Edge, and then of course the producer that does everything. Uh, Andreas, uh, Alexander Del Vecchio plays bass keys and produces, mixes. Right. And he had a, a new baby at the beginning of the year. So now he's a dad as well. So where did he find the time to do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's been a good year so far, you know. So kudos to those guys. And we will do the uh, Frontiers Festival in Milan also this year. And we will play all these songs live, which is even better.
1: Oh, wow. I'm
0: pretty excited about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're gonna like have a solo set then at the at the front. We were gonna festival. do a solo
0: I was... set. I was actually talking to uh Ronnie Romero earlier this morning and Johnny Gioli from Hardline and we're trying to plan something where I think there's a whole VIP thing where singers and guitar players and this, that and the other comes from different bands and we'll do some sort of a guest appearance for for, for fans. Um, and we will do our own individual sets and maybe even get some black swan in there too. So, Yeah. Yeah. So we may as well cover the whole gamut while we're at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, If you're there, do it. That's what I say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then maybe if we get the band rehearsed up, which we will, um, would be to continue on and, and, and do a select number of shows, which is what I'm really hoping for, because I don't want to just get it all together and then just, stick it back on the shelf gathering dust so right. keep those guys keep those guys hot and they want to play they just uh, I keep getting it in the neck when are we going out to play live <laughs> and it's, if if it were that easy i'd be doing it tomorrow but right. it's just not that easy because there's so many factors come into play with with financing financing the whole thing and selling the tickets cuz if you don't sell the tickets the promoters are not interested <laughs> and that ultimately is what you have to do you know so, if all of that comes to pass, we'll be in a good place. But we're going to try and make it work anyway.
1: Well, speaking of Alessandro and the band and everything, like this is the second album in a row with the same, excuse me, with the same personnel, so, basically. Like, how was it a way easier process? I assume since you're familiar with everybody.
0: Um, well, they, they they know what it is that I do now, and and they really complement it. Andrea just plays great melody and he just got that cutting edge sound that I love and and he's a great engineer also so if Alessandro is out doing something with his band Edge of Forever or if he's out playing with Hardline or both of them go out and play with Hardline um, but however way it works, Andrea they do a lot of work from the road too they, 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 they mix and they do everything on the road, those guys are just like multi talented You know, the gears, these gears are moving all of the time. I hate them. They're just too good at it. They're just too good at (laughs) it. But but what I do like is um, Alessandro works on so much stuff for Frontiers. We manage to keep what I do different than the rest of the bands that he works with and maybe that's because i write different melodies than they do um we still fall into that you know it's supposed to classic rock for 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 frontiers but i think we have a little modern edge to it that 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 sets it aside and my videos are always different than the rest of them because that's just i i like the wackiness of the whole thing <laughs> you know, i don't like standing up against the wall and i i hate that kind of i won't do a photo if that's what it is right. i'm just i'm just not into that sort of you know you know the whole thing that's why we did the when we were doing the artwork i wanted to create this sort of frankenstein sort of charge of light and that was all post-production stuff but the idea was we started off we started the sequence to make it work and i have a great photographer that i work with enzo uh, mazio who does a lot of work for frontiers he goes. I just. I know it's going to be different. So I love working with him. And he goes. He takes it and he runs with it. And he makes it. He makes it a different photo. You don't see the wall behind me, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's what I like. I don't want to see that wall. <laughs> <laughs> and the the video producer uh, uh, Eric Bordella is exactly the same. He goes. Oh man, this is just going to be different. Something we can do that's just not the studio, the setup. We're just we're going out in the streets. We're going to do this. We're going to do this one camera, you and me, and it's going to be a Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what you get, you know. Yeah. Like it's not a million-dollar production, but we make it work. It looks like a mini movie already. It's great, you know.
1: Quite a bit different from making videos, you know, 30, 30 35 years ago, right? <laughs> the
0: big soundstage, the light, the yeah. girls. Oh, my God. It's 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 not that I have any anything against that but it's nice it's refreshing it's 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 uh you have to work with a different set of tools now and that makes it fun and and different because you're not doing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again you know yeah so yeah it's amazing i'm not supposed to be doing this at my age but here i am (laughs) (laughs) last
1: time i talked to you it was right it was while you're working on uh, standing on the edge And you had mentioned that Frontiers was wanting you to make something that was very, what, what people expected from Robin Macaulay. And you said that you would prefer a little more freedom on, you know, something solo. Do you feel like with this album, you're more leading towards what you were talking about? I didn't
0: didn't know where to go with Standing on the Edge. I really had no idea. Um, I thought nobody's got any interest in this except you guys. And, and, um, which is why I started to collaborate with people that I worked with in the past, from Grand Prix to Survivor guys and all of that, just to come up with a collection of songs that may say, oh, I remember that guy from this, just draw some sort of a, a thread, a connection. This one, I was able to move move fast forward and, and talk to Alexandra and go, okay, here we go. This is ours this time. You know, it was ours last time too, but I, I want, I want, I want a different approach. I want a different edge on this, and and I think we got it, and and there's more to come, and I think now we've done this. We're, 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 we're off to the races, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I'm having, I'm having a blast doing it. You know, um, I love the production. It's modern production. It's, 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 uh, it's, it sounds great sonically. it just sounds great, and it's got that little edge without it being too obvious and it's good and the songs are great i think you know yeah you know it's the melody at the end of the day you have to have a good melody and the live sets the whole thing up and i think it takes off after that i think i love it yeah right
1: so you're so you're saying you're already i mean obviously you this album isn't even out yet but you said there's more to come like you're looking forward to like oh, I, continuing I'm, this here yeah, in the years to come
0: yeah, yeah i hope so yeah that's yeah. Yeah. you know never say never
1: right (laughs) yeah
0: it it makes sense if it's if it's if it does if it if the response is anything tomorrow and next week and down the road like it is already with these first two singles i'm i'm overwhelmed i'm I'm so i'm so happy grateful it's just fantastic
1: yeah Yeah. between these two solo albums and the two black swan albums you've now had an album come out every year the last several years and i mean like what's it like to you know be have this much output coming out at this point never in your
0: career. I've never been, I didn't do this much in my with MSG, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, people are going, Where do you find the time? And you know, the, I mean, yes, it's it's almost one a year, it's, it's 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 amazing. I just I love it. I didn't think it was possible, but and we toured in between extensive, yeah. extensive tours, you know, and uh, still got it done and and it's awesome and i'm thinking hmm, i like this sort of new lease of life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe and maybe subliminally all along i'm going to, i do feel pretty alive with this whole thing you know and yeah. it's a new it's a new it's a new energy and and uh i'm gonna take it and keep that thing charged up plug it in every night <laughs> right.
1: i mean it's it's great to see because it's a lot of creative output you know at a point in your career where a lot of people you know just rely on nostalgia and you know, just coast on that.
0: And that's so not me. I'm just not, I'm not into that sort of, you know, well, there it is. And I'm going, there, 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 what is, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's, that's for the, uh, I've done it now. I've done it. I'm happy. That's, I'm not giving up, giving up on what? There's (laughs) lots, there's lots to do. And, you know, there's new music coming all the time. And with all of the new music that comes is a new sound going to be created. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God. You know, it's like I tell my my kids with technology 10 years from now, it's just going to be overwhelming. Yeah. So music, I think, is the same. Lots more to come.
1: Speaking of that, do you enjoy now like how I wouldn't say easier, but I mean, it, it's probably easier now to make an album than it was, you know, back in the 80s. So
0: I, I love do you the love the
1: technology price. aspect of everything nowadays?
0: Yeah. 100%. I love the fact that we're more free to do things. We don't have that big record label telling you where they want to put you and giving you that bag that they want to put you into. I love that. I love that. That's gone. See ya. I never never did enjoy that, you know, because you were pigeonholed all the time. Where do I find you? You know? (laughs) What do you mean, where do you find me? You know, you have to be in a box here. So with a label on it, you know? and and, uh where's the label now man (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so you know everything moves and everything changes so yeah forward motion yeah more
1: from what you're saying basically i mean frontiers you know puts out tons of product are they like hands off in the aspect of like kind of letting you dictate
0: they just say i want to know the record and they never said Give me a record like this. Give me a record like that. Their only criteria is, uh, I'm a classic rock artist, and and you kind of fall in there. But you know we move around in, yeah. in, inside those parameters, and and Alessandro is really really open, and he loves to just hear different things going on. So there is that kind of freedom, and 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 that's why I can come up with something like this. You know, does everybody like it? Maybe not, but. We like it. We have to like it first of all. And then it then it goes out and we just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mess up. Yeah. So so far so far so good. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of the old way of making albums, just uh, three or four months ago was the thirty-fifth anniversary of perfect timing.
0: We. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, looking back on that, I mean like do you have like great memories of making that first album with Michael Shank? Oh my god, like... yes.
0: because you know, um um you know, we got to work with, with, with Andy Johns. It was, it was a new venture um, came to the States for the first time as a direct result of, of making that record. Cause we, we mixed, we mixed that record here in, in LA. We recorded it all in Europe between Germany and I think Denmark. And, and then we mixed and, uh, uh, mixed it all here in LA and that started the ball rolling. The weather was great and I went, I think I might stay for like a week or so and here I am thirty-five years later. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you know so you literally like,
1: just end up moving at that point?
0: Oh. And yeah, not immediately. Not immediately. <laughs> um um I think I went back and packed a few things and then came back. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, you know, I very quickly became a citizen in the process and and um um I'll be married thirty years this year.
1: Oh wow! Congrats.
0: Twin boys will be twenty four on Valentine's Day, and yeah, I mean, it's it's been a a merry go round, a great, absolutely great. I, I wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely, just great, just great. And my wife is super, super, super. Always been super, super supportive. And throughout the pandemic, um, she became a nurse been on a bucket list for 30 years, but because I was usually touring or something, never home long enough for her to to go to nursing school. And then Vegas, of course, took me away five nights a week, home two days a week. So there was a period for my boys from 14 to 21 years of age, dad's only home two days a week. And she, she kept the ship rolling. And she's a very, very busy woman. She She is a director for an eating disorder company with adolescent girls. So her job is is not an easy one. She deals with a lot of stuff. And in the middle of all that, she goes, you know, nursing's always been on my bucket list. And I went, oh, of course it has. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she worked so hard. And she was in, I'm going to boast, she was in the one percentile passing grade in the entire United States. Wow, and she's Austrian. that's amazing. It's not her first language. <laughs> wow, she hardly, she hardly spoke two words of English when she came to see me here thirty years ago, and she's been a citizen for almost as long as I have, and she's a, a very powerful young lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's that's she's, amazing. She's a, she's a superwoman. Yeah, kicks my ass. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, my, and 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 just regarding the music, she doesn't ever want to hear a rough mix. Don't play a rough mix. She does want to hear it. Is it finished? I'll, I'll listen to it when it's finished. Don't play me a rough mix. Really? Because <laughs> she doesn't want to hear. You know, this even, will, when we do this, you know, that's going to be like. She doesn't want to hear that. She goes. Not even an hear?
1: idea. Like if you come up Don't, with something.
0: Doesn't want to hear it before it even it. gets
1: to the mix point. No. no? no. Well. Because,
0: because now you have to explain <laughs> that it's going to be like this. She doesn't want to hear that. Right. I want. To hear, I want to hear what it's done. <laughs> then it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Man. but it's, it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, final question for you. I know, like you mentioned, you got the Frontiers Fest coming up. Like, what yeah. else could we expect in 2023 from Robin McCauley?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, Mr. Shanker has planned. There's been talk of doing something really interesting that I can't talk about. But uh, okay. if it does come to pass... I think a lot of people are going to really dig it because it'll be done great. Um, That's my goal is to take this stuff live this year um, and to do some more recording. Um, And I will be part of this Icons of Rock and we will definitely travel probably South America and Europe and, and we will do a lot of shows with that. And that's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to that because it gives you something different. You know, I can concentrate on my stuff here, but then I have an outlet. Of doing classic classic rock over there, so I love to be able to mix that up, so you don't lose touch with either one, you know. And and music is so so much of it. We should do it all. Yeah, yeah. I always say music's for listening to. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and that's how I treat it. And and I'm blessed. My voice is in great shape. Yeah. Um, as long as I have that, I'll keep doing it. So. And I'm hoping people will want to keep listening. So, and I thank you for that too.
1: Right on. Could we expect a Black Swan in 2024?
0: I am told <laughs> that there will be Black Swan number three. Yes. Okay. That's even that's even greater news because I love the project. I love being part of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's I think it's awesome what we've done with two records, and it started off so sort of. Let's give this a shot. See where we go. And you know, people are going, "Oh, it's just one of those projects." And then that's we'll do one, and we won't hear any more of it. And now we're two down. And the second one was even better than the first one. Yeah. And and so I am chomping at the bit for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be great. That'll be great. Looking forward to that. And I'm in great company with Mister Mister Beach and Mister Pilsen because um, absolutely, it's a dream team <laughs> right over there. Love yeah. Them. Love those guys.
1: Yeah. yep, Right on, Manuel. I'm loving this new album, and I appreciate you taking the time with me again.
0: Oh, no, Thanks for coming back today, Trent. I really appreciate it. And have a great new year, sir. And Absolutely. I hope we get to uh, talk about what happened to this on the on the next one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, of course.
0: <laughs> so, Okay, you have a great evening.
1: There you go, Robin McCauley of Robin McCauley fame, Black Swan, the McCauley Schenker Group, Michael Schenker Fest, Survivor, Rating the Rock Vault. All kinds of great stuff. Like I said, next Friday, you got to get this album. Wherever albums are sold, buy it. Wherever albums are streamed, stream it. Right now you can stream three songs. They're all exceptional. Do it now. You will not regret it. If you're a Robin McCauley fan, you've listened this far. You've got to be. Check out episode 255 with Robin McCauley and episode 292 which was the Eddie Van Halen tribute that also features Robin McCauley. Very happy to have Robin back here once again, as I'm sure hopefully we will again in the future down the line. If this is your first time listening, I greatly appreciate it. That era that the McCauley-Schenker Group came from. I mean, we've had on, throughout the years, Frank Cannon of Tesla has been on here multiple times I believe Brian Wheat of Tesla has been on here Simon Daniels of Autograph was just on here recently Robert Mason of Warrant Lynch Mob The End Machine has been on here Joey Allen of Warrant Mark Kendall of Great White has been on here a couple times Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis of LA Guns have been on here members of Junkyard have been on here twice members of Kix, K-I-X. Members of KISS, K-I-S-S. Gene Simmons has been on here. Bruce Kulik has been on here. Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple and the Dead Daisies has been on here. And of course, Black Country Communion and a ton of other stuff. Who else am I forgetting? D Snider of Twisted Sister. Jeff Tate of Queensryche. Miljinko Majedovic was just on here like three weeks ago of Steelheart. Jumping into other music just recently, Todd Kearns. He is the bass player for Slash, and he has a brand new band called Heroes and Monsters. Or that was, yeah, that was last week. The week before that, Justin Foley of Killswitch Engage was on here. Mike D of Killswitch Engage has also been on here. We also recently had on Josie Scott, the original vocalist of Saliva. RJ Hell, the drummer for Hellstorm. Russell Allen, the vocalist of Symphony X and many other great projects including Adrenaline Mob and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. John Waite was on here last year. Unbelievable. Michael Monroe, one of the most underrated musicians of all time. James Durbin. Nathan James of Inglorious. Jim Wilson of Motor Sister. Trevor Sternad, who passed away this past year of the Black Dahlia murder, was on here. Jean Witherspoon and John Connolly, both of Seven Dust, have been on here separately in the past. Ty Tabor of Kings X. John Cooper of Skillet. Paige, I think I said Paige Hamilton of Helmet. Thought I had a Tommy Victor of Prong. Kenny Hickey of Typo Negative. I'm just going to stop talking. 368 previous episodes. DeathUnderground.com. You can check them all out there. You can stream straight from there. You can also stream pretty much anywhere podcast or heard. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Mixcloud, all that great stuff. Just google it. It'll pull up on one of those websites wherever you're listening right now. Hit like or subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Future episodes coming very soon. Include Eric Fraser of the band Corvus Lore. We've also got a couple other ones scheduled to be recorded which should be excuse me, which should be very cool. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find all those at thethunderunderground.com. Anytime you see a post, a tweet, a comment, anything like that, if you like or share or comment, that's an easy, free way to help the podcast out. It helps get the word out to more people. So that's always a huge help and much appreciated. All right. Once again, a huge thank you to DEB Concerts, Medfarm, Sunset Tattoo, Framing Promotions, and Robin McCauley, and until next time.
0: Thunder Underground, y'all.